Uh, good morning, Zion Hill. Good morning, Zion Hill. This is the day that the Lord has made. So let us truly rejoice and be glad in it. This morning, I'm going to open us up with prayer. My name is Tracy Burton. I'm one of the ministers here at Zion Hill. And at this time, we're going to pray and we're going to usher in the Holy Spirit of God. And we want to thank him for his blessings and we want to be a blessing. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you humbly in the name of your Son, Jesus. And we acknowledge with our mouth and with our heart that you are God. And that you loved us so much that you gave us your only begotten Son, Jesus. And that he died upon the cross for our sins and that you raised him from the dead. And he sits at your right hand. And we proclaim this, not only with our mouth, but with our heart. And Father God, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we invite your Holy Spirit into this place. We invite you to come in and to have your way and to share your goodness, your word, your power and authority through the man of God and through the musicians who are going to share the good news. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, we ask a special blessing on each and every individual that is here present in this house today. May they feel the anointing of your spirit and may they live a life that reflects the glory and the power of God. And for those who are watching here on TV and abroad, may they feel and know that you are God and you are not limited by television. You're not limited by buildings. You're not limited by walls. And may we joyfully share the good news of Jesus, not only in word, but in power and authority in our lives, sharing our successes and our struggles that others may see in our struggles how powerful and wonderful you are. We proclaim that this word is going to go forth. These musicians are going to honor you, and you will be honored, God, for you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we stand on our feet and give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? We're so happy and excited to see you here at our Family and Friends Day. We say welcome, welcome, welcome to you. And if you're live streaming with us, we say welcome and good morning to you as well. And if you don't mind, go ahead and click that like button, that subscribe button, and that share button so we, you can share the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ on today. Can you look at somebody behind you, in front of you, and just tell them good morning? Tell somebody good morning on the side of you. We serve a beautiful God that's worthy to be praised, so we want to praise him this morning. Clap your hands with us today. I saw the Lord. He was seated on. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Yeah. And day and night the angels proclaim. And they say, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is. So we say, God, be Testify that you're Jehovah, the Lord knows. Everybody clap those hands like 
Y'all look good this morning. Yep. Tap on the land. I see you talking. The angels tap down their crowns. The angels bow down. As it is in heaven, we repeat the sound. And that sound will never get tired. Nah. And it will never grow old. We will say, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is and is to come. be exalted. Be lifted high. King of heaven. That's why we glory. Thank you. 
He's a beautiful. A magnificent. It's your name. Hey. Come on. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Come on.
Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Um, every year Zion Hill likes to do what we have, what we call a family of friends day, where we like to do local outreach with the local community and also our existing members. Um, Pastor First Lady, we'd like to thank y'all for this wonderful opportunity to be up here on this stage. Um, I'd like to introduce myself and my wife. I'm James Hill. This is my wife, Courtney Hill. 
Good morning, Zion Hill family. It is a privilege to stand before you guys today, and we want all of our guests to please stand, please. All of our guests, please stand. You're visiting, amen, amen. We're gonna start on this side to my left. We'll have the ministers that's gonna be walking around. We will just wanna hear from one person per family. Just let us know where you're visiting from today and who invited you. Good morning, my name is Sharon Swangs O'Neill. I'm a member of Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church and I was invited by Lisa Harris. Amen. Good morning, Paula Nelson, Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, invited by Lisa Harris and also Angela Lavalace. Amen. Good morning, Zion Hill. I'm Sam Bill from St. Matthew Baptist Church. I was invited by Evelyn Washington. Amen. 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 Good morning to the Zion Hill family. My name is Freddie Watkins. This is my wife, Beverly Watkins. We are members of the Pine Grove Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Louisiana. And we were here on a couple of Sundays ago, and we just decided to come back today. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Right here in the front. Good morning. My name is Sister Kanika Trigg, and I have some of my fellow sisters with me. We are from Monroe, Bastrop, Bossier. And we are visitors of our pastor, Fidelia Gray. Amen. Amen. Yes, my name is Charles Calvin. I bring you greetings from Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, pastored by Tom Hamilton. And I was invited by my daughter, Lisa Harris. Amen. Amen. Hey, my name is Christopher Sanders. This is my girlfriend, Kayla Gallet. I remember, man, I was about to church. It's my first time coming here. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. My name is Courtney Duncan, and I bring greetings from the Spring Hill Baptist Church in LeCount. I was invited by Miss Shirley Means. Amen. Hey, my name is Ebony Matthews. I'm from United Ministry Baptist Church in Agnes, Louisiana. I was invited by my boyfriend, Renwick Ward. Amen. Thank you. One more. Good morning. Um, it's me and my husband, Christopher Davis, Clarencia Davis, and my children. We were invited by my aunt, Gail Washington. Thank you. Amen. Amen. This, one more. One more. Yes, my name is Valerie Montgomery. I am with Magnolia Baptist Church from Glenmore, Louisiana, and I was invited by my sister, Roshani Keynes. Thank you. Amen. Amen. This year, for the first time, due to the pandemic, we do have some Zoom members that are Zooming with us today. Everybody wave. Miss Diana Reed, can you please unmute your mic and let us know where you're joining us from today? I'm from Nazarene Baptist Church and was invited by Lisa Harris 
Amen. Amen. And Ms. Lauren Harris, can you unmute your mic and let us know where you're joining today? Hi, um, I'm Lauren Harris. I'm pretty sure everybody knows me. I haven't been in a minute. I'm at school right now at Prairie View and University. But um, I'm the daughter of Destin and Lisa Harris. So good morning. Hey, everybody. Morning. Thank you. Thank you. And again, on behalf of Pastor Dara and Sister Lady Elizabeth, we want to welcome all of our guests. Please don't forget to join us after church service in our drive-through. We will have plates for everyone. Thank you. And have a blessed day. Come on and keep those hands clapping if you know that God is good. Hasn't he been good to you? Glory to God. My name is Jessica Williams Cato, and I am the vice president of our Zion Hill Sanctuary Choir. Amen. And I have a treat for you guys on today. Um, we have, um, you all know that we've been on the pandemic, and it's been a long awaited year since we've seen our choir stand right here on this stage. Amen. And y'all know Sunday after Sunday, this, this choir has ministered to us through songs, singing some of the popular uh, gospel hits like I Am Sold Out and Total Praise. And my personal favorite, Miss Minister Shirley Williams. You're looking at a miracle, because you are, you're looking at one. So praise God, thank the Lord for the vision of our pastor, for advanced technology and the leadership of Minister Terrence Williams, we were able to create this virtual project that y'all are going to see this morning. I'm so excited to experience it with you. Um, so without any further delay, come on and clap your hands and make some noise for Zion Hill Sanctuary Choir singing, Call Him Up.
Come on, let's thank God for our choir one more time. What a blessing. I was carried away. I was watching that thing. I could watch that all day. We are grateful to all of you for what you're doing to make this church move forward. That is another milestone. As far as I know, I'm not aware of any church in this community. Actually, the entire central Louisiana who have done a project like that. So you deserve our praise and we are grateful to all of our musicians and all of our choir leaders. Amen. It's all right to clap. Yes, indeed. All the singers and those of you in media ministry, I'm sure you are you are involved in all these and sound crew. It's such a joy to see people working together for the glory of God. And I will commission that from now on, uh, use the virtual choir as our opening in all of our church broadcasts. Amen. Let's share the blessing to the community. Amen. To whom much is given, much is required. I want to say thank you to all of you, our guests this morning. Your presence here means a lot to us. Thanks to Minister Greer. Amen. I believe between you and Sister Alicia Harris, you have the most invites. And I want to say thank you. Amen. All of our friends from local, uh, Jonesville, Jonesboro, Monroe, we are grateful that you are here to, to serve the Lord with us. Uh, those of you who are live streaming from home, and those of you who are joining us on the Zoom, whether you are local or national or international, we welcome everybody. This church is attracting 4,000 plus every weekend of people that are joining us to worship. And this is a good thing. We have to take advantage of all the technology. The devil should not be able to stop the church of the living God. Amen. Are you glad you're in the presence of God this morning? Come on. Thank the Lord with me. What a blessing. I want to say thank you to all of you that volunteered this past this week to get people fascinated in our church. That is another thing that impressed me a lot. There were a total of 28 people who volunteered from people working in the parking lot, directing the traffic with the state troopers to those of you with seniors having fun working the phone, getting people to come out to get fascinated, to the transportation department, picking people up, giving rights to people that needs to be here, to all of our nurses 
All of our nurses here, what a blessing. I wasn't scared to get a shot when I can see members of the church who are nurses right there. It's a joy just to be able to partnership. And your pastor is very, very interested in, in collaboration with other organizations in the community to make things happen for us. Uh, we've had a history of doing that. We collaborated with Calvary Baptist Church, uh, and we did things together, man up. Amen. We collaborated with the university, LSUA. They bring their nursing students here, and we supplied the people to check blood pressure and health care and all that. We collaborated with God Chaser uh, to bring speakers and use this building. First Friday fire. I mean, so it's not unusual to see us collaborating with the governor. So your pastor is not about what party you belong. It's about doing good for our people. And, and so I'm grateful to all of you infested your time the health of our people is very important and so I would say let's do it again and again until we get everybody fascinated we want everybody to live and not die that's what it's all about amen if you have your Bible with, with you this morning will you please turn with me to Proverbs 16 Thanks to our worship team, Sister Gail and the crew. What a great worship experience today. I need to go get me a green shot or something. So I can blend in. Amen. You ain't leaving me behind. <laughs> I might get a green shoe. <laughs> oh, goodness. Proverbs chapter 16. Verse 20, if you find it, please say amen. Thank you, our associate pastors. We appreciate you. Proverbs 16, 20 says, He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. So if you want good things in your life, just take care of your business wisely. See how simple the Bible is? So, and if you're not experiencing a lot of good in your life, that means you're not handling your business wisely. Very simple. I'm going to be preaching on the part B of that scripture. And it says, Whosoever trusted in the Lord, happy is he. Means you trust in the Lord, you're going to be happy. You don't trust God, good luck. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Thank you for all the families present here. Thank you for the love of Christ that brought us together. From South Louisiana to North Louisiana to Central Louisiana, Northeast, we are gathered because we love God. Jesus. 
Holy Spirit, breathe on your word this morning. Help me to preach it. Help me to explain your word. Help our hearing. Touch your people this morning. And Lord, we pray that lives will be changed. The miracles, signs, and wonder will take place in this place. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, The Secret of Happiness. The Secret of Happiness. Before I go forward, I want all of us to do a little exercise, especially if you are here for the first time, not those of you who are here at 8 a.m. this morning. Uh, but for those of you who are just here now, I want you to stretch your hands towards, it's a little exercise, just put your hands to, in front of you, and I'm going to count one, two, three. When you hear me say three, then I want you to clap. You got it? Simple instruction. One. Two. Three. <laughs> well, my brothers, my sisters, it is very important to follow direction. <laughs> and the reason why I gave you that simple exercise is because in life, most people do what they see other people do. Most people, they don't hear what they've been told. So this morning, I'm asking you and begging you to please turn on your hearing. I want you to hear what I have to say. Studies show that very few people listen in our society today. I'm talking to you about the secret of happiness. First, let's define what happiness is. What is happiness? Ladies and gentlemen, happiness is the state of being joyful. It's a state of satisfaction. The Bible calls it a state of contentment. Ladies and gentlemen, you are happy when you are enjoying fulfillment in your life. To be happy means life is good. Of course, you know that happiness is the opposite of sadness. So if you are sad most of the time, you're not happy. Happiness, ladies and gentlemen, is a feeling of excitement, a feeling of pleasure, 
a feeling of positivity. The sad note is that study shows one out of every three, three Americans are unhappy. So as many of us as are here, you can just look around you. One out of every three are unhappy. Now you see why this message is very timely. What is the secret of happiness? Why is it that people in this beautiful country, they are unhappy? You see, most of us, when we are growing up, we were told the way you get happiness is simply to get success. And when you get success, you look under the tree and you will find happiness. But many people will tell you they work so hard in life to be successful. But at the end of the day, they're still unhappy. We work so hard, all of us, we get into the head start. We go to a head start, then we go to elementary school, and then we go to junior high, then we go to high school, then we go to college. We get good grades, we graduate, we get a career, we get a spouse, we get a house, we get children. And after all of that, you still look around, you see you're still not happy. Why? Why is it that we live in the number one nation on earth? The greatest nation. We got all these gadgets at our disposal. We got social media. We got smartphone. We got Bluetooth. I don't even have to touch you to connect to you. We got Facebook. We got FaceTime. We got YouTube. We got Instagram. I mean, I can go on and on. We got it all. We can get in touch with one another instantly. We are more connected than any generation before us. And yet, we are more lonely. We are more depressed. We are more afraid. And with all the resources, we are still unhappy. If you don't believe me, look at what's going on with the Asian community. Look at what's going on with the blacks all over the nation. Look at what's going on at the border. People trying to get in, bringing little children, taking all kinds of risks. Now, you might say, Pastor, I don't keep up with all that. Well, look at what's going on right here in central Louisiana. People just being mean and ugly to one another. People shooting and killing one another. 
Why? Why is it that we're dealing with all this problem of addiction, problem of violence? Why is it that drug is taking over the community? The truth be told, many people are having problems. Many people are in crisis. A lot of people are struggling. So the question must be asked, how can we be happy? Where can we find happiness? What is the secret of happiness? That's my assignment this morning. A study was conducted of the millennials in America, and they were asked the question, what is the most important thing to you that you would like to see accomplished in your lifetime? 80% of them said they want to be rich. 50% of them says they want to be famous. And that's why we tell all these little youngsters, work hard, push hard. Don't back down. But the truth be told, every study conducted in this nation is showing being famous will not make you happy. Being rich is not going to make you happy. Even working hard will not make you happy. I remember growing up as a youngster, I asked my own mom the question, Mama, how can I be happy? What is it that I need to do? You've lived longer than me. You know this planet. Tell me, oh, Mama, said, that's no big problem. You just need three things. I said, only three things? Mama said, that's all you need. So I got my pen and pencil I want to write. I got my paper lined up. Mama said, you need to get married. So I did. Mama said, you need to get some money. So I did. Mama said, get some children. So I did. But now looking back, I'm looking at Mama's theory. Let's look at marriage. If I ask all of you here, how many of you truly believe that marriage will bring you happiness? You will be shocked how many hands will not go up. Of course, if you come here with your spouse, <laughs> you better put your hand <laughs> Ah, goodness. If you don't put your hand up, somebody might. <laughs> Hallelujah. The question is, can marriage really bring happiness? And I will submit to you, According to the word of God, marriage is good. 
And if you look at it from a practical standpoint, you will notice that marriage does bring happiness. Say, for example, when you begin to prepare to get married, all the parties get happy, you know. Am I right about it? If a man comes to you and get on his knees and propose to you, will you marry me? Everybody got happy during engagement. And of course, on wedding date, yes, indeed, when you hear that big sound, tan, 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 even the preacher gets happy. <laughs> Everybody is happy. And of course, I don't need to tell you that when the parties go on honeymoon, oh, they are very, very happy. But the truth be told, years later, the happiness began to dwindle. Happiness began to decline. Happiness began to wear off. Some scientists even study how long from the time you marry, how long will you be happy? And they concluded it takes about 10 to 20 years. I was preaching this morning. I said, let's be conservative. We'll mix them in the middle. Some say 10, some say 20, so we'll say 15. I'm sure many of you are disappointed. You say, you mean that's all I get? Well, don't be discouraged. 15 years, years of happiness, that's, that's good. I mean, if you live 100 years and you guarantee at least you can be happy 15 years, all you need to say, I do. That's a good deal. So marriage is good. But the truth be told, marriage will not bring you true happiness. Brother Pastor, where your mama said get some money, where will money bring you happiness? It's good to have money. But having money is like eating pancake. The first one, oh, it's fabulous. The second one tastes pretty good. But by the time you get to the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, now it's making you sick. I've been there. So we can reasonably say <laughs> it's good to have money, but money would not bring you true happiness. When mama said get children, and sure enough, I got some of them. Five. But those children bring you happiness. Well, in America, we say the abundance of joy. And to some extent, that's true. Because when a person is expecting to have a baby, 
everybody is happy. And when the newborn baby comes, the whole family is happy. People want to hold the baby. People want to touch the baby. People want to kiss the baby. Everybody happy. But the truth be told, as time goes on, now it becomes work. Raising children is hard work. And it's work that you cannot delegate. Thank God for grandpa, thank God for grandma. But they'll keep the baby for you, but one or two weeks later, you're going to come get your, <laughs> your baby. <laughs> Are you all still here? In fact, study shows that people who have no children are happier than those who have children. Does that mean you should not have children? No, I have five. God commands us to have children. It's a good thing to have children. But having children would not bring you real happiness. Well, brother pastor, okay. If money will not do it, if fame will not do it, if marriage will not do it, if success will not do it, if children will not do it, what then is the secret of happiness? This is very, very important to me because I get a lot of calls during the week. And 95% of those calls are from unhappy people. A lot of the drama that is taking place in our community today is a result of unhappiness. So what then is the secret to happiness? According to the word of God, the secret to happiness is having Good relationship. Don't forget that. What did I say you need to have? Good relationship. Relationship with who? Relationship with God. Relationship with your family. Relationship with yourself. Relationship with your children. Relationship with your friends. Relationship even with the community where you live. Some people, their name don't worth a dime in the community they live. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very, very important that you are happy. Happiness is meant to be a part of your DNA. People who are connected with God, people who are connected with their family, people who are connected with their friends, people who are connected with themselves, with their children, with their community, they are happier and they are healthier. On the flip side, ladies and gentlemen, people who are isolated, They're not happy. 
Please take note, when I talk about relationship, it's not the number of the relationship. It's not the number of friends you have. It's not the number of children you have. It's the quality of that relationship. Part of the reason why we don't have quality relationship is because everybody is looking for quick fix. But truth be told, if you want quality relationship, it takes hard work. Are you listening to me? It's messy. Somebody needs to help you. It's complicated. It's hard work. And it's something you have to go after for life. How is your relationship with God? Some of you only serve God when you're in an emergency. Some of you pray only when you feel like it. You come to church as if church is your hobby. Every now and then you show up. True relationship will require hard work. You're going to have a good relationship with your spouse. If you're going to have a good relationship with your children. If you're going to have a good relationship with your own self. It's going to require a lifelong commitment. Take note of the passage I read to your hearing today. The author of that passage is a a gentleman by the name Solomon. Solomon, as you may have known, was famous. He had fame. He had wealth. He had riches. Yet he confessed none of these things brought him happiness. In fact, he concluded that the people that trust God, those are the people who are happy. He's telling you his fame couldn't do it. His riches couldn't do it. And he was the richest man in the whole earth. Solomon has tried everything in his quest to find happiness. He tried everything he could, he could find. He tried power. It didn't bring him happiness. He tried influence. It didn't bring him happiness. He tried riches. Had lots of wealth. It didn't bring him happiness. He tried wisdom. It didn't do it. He tried drinking. He even tried sex. He gathered to himself 300 wives, 700 concubines. And after all this, Solomon concluded, he said, hello, somebody. 
All of this is all vanity. There's no happiness in them. He said, let me prescribe. You know how you go to the doctor and they give you a prescription. So Solomon said, here is the prescription for true happiness. He said, if you learn to trust God, you will be happy. It means true happiness is when you come to Jesus Christ and you confess your sin and you make him your Lord and you make him your Savior and you're not trying to serve him casually, you make it a priority to serve God in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, when you receive Christ and you trust him, as your Lord and as your Savior, happiness will become your portion. I'm not talking about you being a member of a church. I'm not talking about you come on special event. I'm not talking about you showing up for concert. Cock Franklin's in house. No, I'm talking about relationship with God. And to tell you how much what I'm saying is true, when Jesus Christ came, he promised happiness to his followers. You remember his famous sermon. We call it Sermon on the Mountain. Matthew chapter 5. You can read it when you get home. Eight different times. That's right, Pastor, the Beatitude. Eight different times. He kept saying, blessed is this person. Blessed is this person. That word blessed in Greek means happy is this person. Eight different times. I encourage you to go home and read it. If you want to be happy, you don't need to dope yourself. You don't need to commit suicide. You don't need to be shooting one another. Happiness is promised to you by God. Eight different times. He tells you, if you do this, you'll be happy. If you do this, you'll be happy. The first four, the first four times he said, blessed. He's talking about your relationship with, with God. And the next four times, he talks about blessed. It's your relationship with other people. You need to know this thing. You need to practice it. So if you want to be happy, you need to be right with God. And you need to be right with people. Some of you, you are so consumed with being right with God. You are so heavenly good, but you're no earthly good. God wants you to be happy. God didn't put you here on earth so that you can just float aimlessly. Your soul is made to soar like an eagle. 
not for sight. Ladies and gentlemen, your heart is made for singing, not for sobbing. Too many Christians are depressed. Too many Christians are dealing with low self-esteem and crying as if there's no Savior. The good news is that 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this planet Earth and he laid down his life. In John chapter 10, verse 10, he said, I came that you, me, all of us here will have life and have it more abundantly. So if you notice, your, your life is full of conflict. If you notice, your life is full of tension and no joy, no happiness. If you're longing for a life of happiness, I will submit to you, come to Jesus. Not only do you need relationship with God, you need relationship with others. You need relationship with your family. You need relationship with your children. I don't understand how people can bring children to this world and you don't talk to your own children. I told my church this morning, I said, look, if you really want to relate to others, you need at least five people in your life. Number one, you need a cheerleader in your life. Number two, you need a mentor in your life. You need a coach. You need a peer. And you need friends. The reason why a lot of people are, are struggling in life, they don't have these things in their life. Who is your cheerleader? That's somebody who believes in you when you don't believe in your own self. I don't know about you. Ain't no shame in my game. I am here today because somebody was my cheerleader. I remember traveling all the way from Africa to come to America to study piano um, music, and I've been doing well in Africa. I was famous, to be honest with you. I try not to talk much about it. Sometimes you have to dumb down so people don't think you're full of yourself. I had a choir, Sister Shirley, over 150 members in my choir. We were traveling all over the nations. And I got to America only to discover I'm not that good. I got to a school. I have to deal with other students who have been playing piano since they were five years old. It was very depressing, very humbling. But I never will forget, there was one of my professors there. He knew I was struggling. My finger is not as flexible as those, those, those keys. 
I mean, they can run their hands. He knew I was struggling, but he was my cheerleader. Josh, you can do it. I believe in you. Just keep trying. Just keep. Every one of you need a cheerleader in your life. When you feel like giving up, somebody ought to be there to tell you, you can do it. You can make it. Somebody ought to be rooking for you in life. You won't go too far in life without a cheerleader. You need a mentor. A mentor is one who is willing to share information with you. One who is willing to point you in the right direction. I never will forget, as a young minister, I wanted to do great things. I wanted to be on radio. I wanted to be on television. I found Creflo. Creflo has done it. A brother in Augusta just judge here. He has done what I'm trying to do. I wanted to be a published author, publishing book. He has done it. I wanted to be a pastor that inspired people to succeed, not just hooping and hollering and saying nothing. He's done it. I wanted to be a faith preacher to encourage people, have faith in God. Your faith will get you to your destiny. He's done it. So I hook up with him. And today, I'm doing exactly what I dream about doing 30 years ago. You need a mentor in your life. You need a coach. A coach is somebody that push you. He's not here to play with you. He will push you into your destiny. He or she may make you a little uncomfortable sometimes. But he will make sure that you maximize your potential. You need a friend, somebody that you, who connects to your heart. And I'm not talking about your Facebook friend. Those are not your friends. They don't even know you, for God's sake. You don't even know them. Well, pastor, I have me over a thousand friends. No, you don't. You need people in your life that understand your heart. That when all hell breaks loose, they'll be there. So the question today, do you have a mentor? In your life? Do you have a coach? Do you have somebody cheering you up? Are you trying to struggle through life all by yourself? Do you have a true friend? The problem for many people, when you hear people committing suicide, taking their own life, they are missing some of these things. And let me say to you, brothers and sisters, whether today 
You begin to develop your relationship with God or with your family, with your children, with your friend, or even with your own self. You say, Pastor, why do you mean relationship with myself? Well, if you don't like you, it's going to be hard for me to like you. If you, have, if you don't put value on your own self, it'd be difficult for anybody else to follow you. You need to love you. Yes, people will come into your life, but that's after you have started the party. They're only coming in to join the party. Before they meet you, you you a whole. I wish I could preach to somebody. Look yourself in the mirror and say, Self, we're going to make it. I've done it many times. I mean, nothing seems to be working. I mean, David said, encourage yourself in the Lord. You should be your own number one vine. You should pick your own self up. Hallelujah. Let me suggest to you, own your own happiness. Don't outsource it. Don't go around saying, well, uh, you're depending on this person. You're depending on that person. No. Own your own happiness. If your happiness depends on somebody else, what if they're not in good mood? What if they're no show? Your happiness is a hot thing, not your stuff. It has nothing to do with how big your house is or how nice your car you drive. It's a hard thing. It's in your heart. Your connection with God, straight from the heart. Your connection with yourself. Your connection with your friend. Your connection. Even with your children. It's a hard thing. And challenge yourself to do better. Because you are a sum total of what you've been saying about you. Many of my children are here today. They know not to call me for negative stuff. They would never do. Now they will call their mama and they all cry together. But they know, no, no, no. Don't, do not tell daddy about that. Because it's dead on arrival. Pick your own self up. Storm will come. Winds may blow. But you have to make up your mind. We're going all the way. Ladies and gentlemen, and I want to encourage you, enjoy the journey. Don't wait until you get to the destination. Enjoy the journey. Life is a process. Enjoy every process. Many of you, you, you delay your happiness. 
when I get married, or when I graduate, when I have my baby. Really? You're missing life. Life is passing right now. Enjoy the process. Wake up every day. Seth, we're going to have a good day today. In the name of Jesus Christ. What am I trying to tell you? It's good to have money. It's good to have things. But really, that's not the true source of happiness. Even with your children, don't waste your energy worrying about what you're going to leave them. What matters is what you leave in them. If you leave enough in them, you never have to worry where they are, whether they're going to make it or not. What am I trying to tell you? If you want to be happy, Learn to develop a relationship with God. Learn to develop a good relationship with God. Not casual. When you call heaven, I used to uh, make joke with my, my wife. I would say, every time I pray, I say, God has a big file on me. Once they hear, oh, that must be Kunte again. <laughs> Every day should be a day of prayer. 24-7. I don't know about you. I have so much to pray about. Because there's a real devil out there. You ought to be praying so much that all of heaven know you by first name. What am I trying to tell you? Develop a good relationship with God. Develop a good relationship with people around you. Get a good support system. A cheerleader. A coach. A mentor. True friends. You don't need to be wasting your time with people who are not true friends. Dump them, write them a nice note. Nice meeting you. I'm out. Why are you out? Well, my pastor say you no good. <laughs> no, don't say that. Way. Don't say that. Way. I'm going to invite our worship team to come back. You know really what I'm trying to get to. So much drama is going on in our world today. Our community needs healing. What is truly missing is lack of joy, lack of happiness. A happy person don't be shooting at another. A happy person won't be trying to take his own life. Let's get happy. How do we find it? Anyone that trusts in the Lord, happy is he. True happiness is in your relationship. 
Relationship with God. Relationship with others. Relationship with your own self. My prayer for you today, may God make you a happy person. I'm going to ask all of you to stand to your feet. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I get it. I don't have that relationship with God. I don't have that relationship with others. I've been an island to my own self. You're the one that God sent me to. I want to pray with you. I'm going to invite Pastor Dayton. This man has been leading a prayer ministry in this church and doing a remarkable job. Amen. Amen. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me the level of his commitment to the work of the ministry. I really, I wish you could open my heart and see what is cooking. I really believe if we are happy as a society, crime rate will go down. Family will blossom. Children will prosper. It's not about gadgets. We have plenty of them. From Facebook to FaceTime. I mean, name it. We've got all kinds of gadgets. Now we need to get with God. We need to get with people. We need to get with our own self. And maybe you're home, you say, Pastor, I'm not there. I'm live streaming. There's a number under the screen. Dial that number. There are ministers of the gospel waiting to pray with you. I want your life to change for the better. I want my life. I want to be a more happy. And one thing you also need to do, learn to have a balance. I missed out in having a balance in my life. The Holy Spirit have to correct me. You cannot just be working, 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 working. Enjoy yourself. Hard work with no play will make you unhappy. And if you play, 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 you don't work. You're going to starve. <laughs> that didn't come out right, <laughs> Have a balance. Amen. 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 Come on, let's pray. Now, after church today, there's going to be ushers at the back. If the Lord has prospered you and you want to give for the work of the ministry, let me encourage you to do that. I want you to know all your giving today will be used for the glory of God. We had pandemic or whatever they call it. This church has never closed one day. We stay open. We keep on ministering to people. There's never been a break, a breakout of COVID in this house. God is faithful. And that same God is saying, if you learn to honor him with your substance, with the first fruit of your increase, he said your barns will be filled with plenty. And your skin will bust out with new wine. 
My prayer for you is that you be rich. My prayer for you is that you be happy. That you will be content. In Jesus' name. Pastor, Amen. God bless you. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Father God, we come thanking you this morning, Lord God. As the man of God, give voice to the word of God. Father God, we come this morning, Lord God, giving voice to your word. You said if we abide in the word and the word abide in us, you say we could ask what we will. And Father God, we come this morning, Lord God. Lord, believing for a move of God, not only in this church, Lord, but the surrounding community. Father God, we believe in a move of God in every home, Lord God, every listener this morning. Let the power of God, Father God, saturate every home, every family, every husband, every wife, every child in the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak the word, Father God, because you said, Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Father God, you say you watch over your word to perform it. Father God, we come this morning standing in your word, Lord God. Father God, for you said, Lord God, we have been saved, we've been delivered, we've been cleansed, we've been made whole, amen, through your word, Father God, because Lord God, you said in your word that we become the righteousness of you, Lord God. And I thank you for the word, I thank you for the name, I thank you for the blood, Lord. God. For the God, I plead the blood this morning. I plead the blood of Jesus everyone at the sound of my voice, Father God, in the name of Jesus. For the God, there's no distance in prayer for the God. I speak healing. I speak, the, hey, glory to God. I speak healing. I speak wholeness, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I come against the forces of the enemy. I come against every attack of the enemy, Father God. I speak it right now in the name of Jesus. I command the enemy to back up and back off in the name of Jesus. I cancel every assignment of the enemy, Father God. Father God, I speak a turnaround. A turnaround in our home. A turnaround in our family. A turnaround in our community. A turnaround in our churches, Father God. In the yeah, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come thanking you right now, Lord. You said you give us power, Lord. Power to tread on the serpent and scorpion all the powers of the enemy, Lord. I take my rightful place right now, Lord, because I realize who I I am and whose I am. Father God, I just ask you to have your way, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. For you alone are worthy. Somebody tell me the worthy this morning. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be glorified. You're worthy to be magnified. Father God, you said if you be lifted up, you draw all men, Lord God. We come this morning, Lord, loosen our faith, Lord God, because I realize when we loose our our faith, uh, you lose your healing, uh, you lose uh, you lose your deliverance, uh, you lose your breakthrough uh, in somebody's life, Lord God. Uh, that's somebody watching, Lord God, uh, on the verge of giving up, Lord God. Uh, but I come against that enemy right now. Uh, I come against that stronghold right now. Uh, I speak right now. Uh, I command you to be loose in your mind, uh, loose in your body, uh, loose in your spirit. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, for the God we give you the honor. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. I pray right now, Lord, that we would catch on fire and burn with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say burn with the Holy Ghost. Oh, Father God, have your way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Somebody give him some praise. Somebody give him some glory. Somebody give him some 
honor for you worthy to be praised. Hey, glory to God. For the God, I thank you. I thank you for the anointing because you said it's the anointing that destroyed the yoke. And I thank you that every yoke is destroyed. Every burden is lifted in the name of Jesus. For the God, we thank you, Lord God. We say, we hey, glory to God. And hey, glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. For the God you brought us from a mighty long way, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you for your healing power. I thank you for your deliverance power. I thank you, Lord, that we wash, we cleanse through your blood because there's power in the blood for the God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, let your perfect will be done right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we speak the word that all is well. Somebody say all is well. All is well in the name of Jesus. We call those things be not as though they were in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. And amen. Glory to We know that this is family and friends day, so we want to speak a blessing over you, your life, and the life of your family now as we depart this place. Oh.
and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children say, say. 